This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Hello and welcome to the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow, and Stamford Chidge, David Chidgey. Dave, how are you? Um, yeah, fried, mate. It's been quite a week. Fried, quite a quite week for a week. Chelsea. Yeah, too, it has actually. Good game on Wednesday. I, I wasn't going to go because I was busy at work, but uh, you know, my inner child took over, and I decided I needed a bit, needed a bit of me time. So I slept off early. Went to the game. Really glad I did, actually. Caught up with a lot of mates, had a few beers. And Chelsea were all right, you know? A couple of fantastic goals. Yeah. So, yeah it was pleasing. Pleasing. I, I enjoyed as well, after those two fantastic goals, did you see Ruben Loftus-Cheek giving it to Aiden Hazard on Twitter? Yes. Which was very, very good. The photo of them shaping to shoot in the same way. With, yeah. I did it better, yeah. Aiden. I like that. I think his goal was better, actually. It was better. I've got to be honest. I mean, I'm, that's the end that I, I sit. So I had a really good view of that. I mean, the whole place just went absolutely mental when that goal went in. It was lovely to see. It's kind of, in a sense, we needed that. We needed to get back to the football and, you know, enjoying it. And and I think, you know, Loftus-Cheek and Hudson-Odoi starting certainly uh, helped with the atmosphere. You know, we're all very happy to see that happen. So there you go. Yeah, and it's not just that it was a good win, three points. You also got that clean sheet, which was very, very important. Who doesn't like clean sheets, Johnny? You know, I mean, let's be honest. I'm trying to think of some sort of awful joke, but I think they're all entirely I inappropriate. Stitch you up for totally with it, exactly. I <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, I mean, I mean, look, let's not get ahead of ourselves. This is Brighton, who are pretty poor anyway in terms of their form, but have probably had one eye on the FA Cup semi-final this weekend as well. Mm. Uh, I mean, I'm not surprised that they didn't really muster any anything of significance. I think they might have had a couple of shots on goal. That was it. So you know, they weren't they weren't the best opposition. But you know, a win is a win, and it was pretty comfortable. We scored some great goals. Uh, you know, it was really good to be back. I've missed it. Excellent, and it was of course a good week for Chelsea fan cast personally as oh, well. Oh yes, indeed. Yeah. Well, the football blogging awards, which we talked about. Uh, a while ago on here um, released their finalists for each category obviously we 
we went for the best podcast category, which uh, I'm delighted to say we won in 2012 and 2015. So we're kind of going for the hat trick this year. Uh, but it's getting tougher and tougher each year. More people are doing this kind of thing. You know, some people have got ridiculously huge followings on social media. Probably because they're young, unlike us. <laughs> oh, chid, well, no, stop it. They understand it, you know. I kind of You understand it. How many followers have yeah. you got? You've got millions yeah. of followers. I, well, I, I've got quite a lot, but I mean, some of these accounts have got ridiculous amounts. But anyway, so it's, t- it's going to be tough competition, but we've made the final, which I'm chuffed about. So I shall be going to the awards Do would you believe, in the Etihad Stadium <laughs> on the 9th of May. So, you know, it might be the only thing Chelsea win at the Etihad this year. It might also be the busiest the Etihad gets all year. With oh, all, very cool. Oh, yeah, I like that. But it's great. But if I may, I'll just quickly plug how people can vote. It's very, very easy. Easiest thing to do is to go on Twitter. Uh, you'll see pinned to our Chelsea, at Chelsea Fancast uh, stream, you'll see uh, a tweet saying, click this link. And that's the easiest thing to do. Otherwise, just put, I am voting for at Chelsea in the at the FBAS for hashtag best podcast or go to Instagram and uh, head to the football blogging awards Instagram page and click on the relevant best podcast image and uh, tag our Instagram account which is at Chelsea Fancast in the comments and you can also vote on the FBA's website which is footballbloggingawards.co.uk and if you visit chelseafancast.com it's easy if you kind of on the home page halfway down the home page is a little kind of box that says vote for me in the uh, best podcast category you press that and it's automatic i think you might have to give them your email address but other than that no no it's not for me but uh, that's how it's phrased in the box setting you up so you'll just carry on explaining it again i know well there you go so go to the home page halfway down the page banner click on it vote easy you you can hear a voice there we've got reinforcement in the form of the wonderful mr jonathan kidd how are you jonathan he slunk in described as the wonderful yeah i have slunk a lot of slunkery um, incident at Stratford, of course, the central yes. line to stop. Dead. To stop. Top yeah. dead. Very dramatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had, I had to explain. I, th- I said that was a Reggie Perrin moment. He didn't know who Reggie Perrin was. Oh, the youth. Yes. Yes, I know. <laughs> ten minutes late. Ten minutes late. Uh, signal failure was <laughs> Joan. It was Joan, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, CJ. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic program. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was stop one, listening to this and go he, and watch it on YouTube. He was wonderful himself. old um, Red, uh, Leonard Rossiter. Rossiter yeah. Wonderful yeah. ability to spit out lines. I know. Uh, Very clever miles man. An hour. We've already divulged or yeah. diverged even into completely non football. We've divulged. Yeah, we've done quite a bit of I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. We've yeah. done the football blogging awards, but there's an yeah. issue which I know has really got your dander up mr My, it is it's up isn't yeah it, it yeah. is I, yeah. it's very he's one of the coolest customers on social media actually johnny he's very very mellow but this has really wound him up it's about roman abramovich apparently not able to afford his hospitality yeah it's it's just complete and utter boxes it's it's not the truth it's not the truth but you thought the telegraph would have had better kinds of journalists but clearly not not only does he not have he doesn't. He doesn't just have the one box. I mean, it struck me as being peculiar. Is if you own the stadium, why would you be paying a million pounds a year for a box that was yours, unless there was some strange accountancy detail that I'm missing? Because occasionally they can have budgets that you have to pay it's for. It's one even way of giving the club it. money without yeah, having to indeed, it? indeed, yeah. indeed. But the reality is, he owns six boxes. Six of them. Uh, Let's so, say he owns six so I'm, of them. I'm really confused have. by this, Jonathan. You've got to explain this to me because yeah. very naively, I look at this and I go, Roman Abramovich owns Chelsea. So he's he not own all the boxes. boxes. Indeed. Exactly. Indeed. Yeah. No, this, is my, this is my point. Business, but there may anything. be an accountancy detail because they create budgets, as you say, Chidge. Yeah, yeah. There might be a tax 
Yeah. Um, it might be something to do with um, uh, financial fair play or well, it's something. It's probably a bit better than, uh, than uh, overinflating the sponsorship like certain clubs in the North do. Indeed, apparently, sponsor, absolutely. Yeah. But, Allegedly. But the reality is that, because um, I inquired of a uh, of an employee of the club mm. because of this very you reason. You Bruce then? And uh, funnily enough, a, a, a minion of Bruce. Really? A Bruce minion, yeah. And uh, <laughs> lower down the food chain. Yeah. And I said, um, what's this about? He said, I don't know what they're talking about. He said he has six boxes yeah. and they're all full. Well, they weren't on uh, Wednesday. None, well, of, none of the, uh, you know, the, the proper yeah, yeah. Well, the no, posh boxes. Full. But yeah, but, yeah, full. No, but they're, they're not full to the extent that your seats are full. Right. But there's a great deal of activity going so, on within them. So people were getting, you know, you know, having a nice drink and a yeah, and, a, and a free meal and, yeah, and everything. Yeah. That's the the but deal with the boxes. None of them watch the football, though. I look no, no, but I don't. Is that necessary for them? That kind of uh, you've been invited. Well, a bit like well, you, know, you. No, but you. you know. I mean, I've, I have to say, I've been up there a few times, yeah. and you, you. I'm sorry to admit this, but you actually. Occasionally you think, it's a bit cold, isn't it? I'll Let's, just stay in yeah, here. I'll just, I'll just watch through the glass. Have another cappuccino. You, yeah, indeed. Prawn sandwich. Indeed. But you see, more than yeah. prawns. They don't serve prawns. Bizarrely. Yeah. Within, within hospitality, there are no prawns. The well, prawn no, sandwich no, there are, brigade yeah, can't have no, their No, they prawn can't have their prawn sandwiches because oh. there are... There are no, you get... They're giant king size prawns. Oh, of course, tigers. And, and yeah, and they've got... A, and uh, uh, No, they'd be lions at Chelsea. <laughs> and, uh, and they've got... Um, They've got some kind of sauce on them, you know, which mm. is which is you know very um, uh, edible. Um, uh, uh, in fact, you savour them. But the reality is that that I doesn't make any this. I mentioned this guy, and he said that yeah, that's just a rubbish story. This is a Chelsea a Chelsea employee. You know? So, so there's a suggestion as well that. Abramovich might be losing interest because he's not been to a game since well, yeah, May. But, but apparently, yeah, but we all know but we why. Know, we know, There's yeah, this visa yeah, issue. Yeah, yeah, and, and Buck has just come out with an interview saying he speaks to him three times a day about everything, about player transfers. I think, about I think the, the prop, club. No, no, we, we know what this is. Yeah, it's a very common thing in the modern world. Uh, you know, Roman is basically WFH. He's working from home. <laughs> you know, we have telephones and email these days. You don't is need he to working be there. from home or working from super yacht? Well, or know, both, I suppose. Mikasa, Sukasa, you know. Yeah, but, <laughs> but also, he needn't ever go out. You wonder whether even when he was in England, if he ever bothered to go anywhere, because he probably had a, yeah. you know, a technical environment in a basement somewhere. So it's could, a bit cold. Yeah, it's a bit cold. He'd say that, exactly the same thing. I'm, I'm going to watch from behind this glass and I'll make sure, and I'll watch the feed. He might have the TV feed stuck in his front room. He might do, could watch it from every angle. He He's probably have, got VR, hasn't he? So he can have it all spoiled for him by Willie Ann's hair. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In his yeah, living if room, if he wanted to, he could see that angle. He probably could. Well, you don't know. But if you're a if you're a multi-billionaire, you could sort of practically do anything you want. You know, I mean, it's it becomes scary, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Everything becomes virtual reality. He's probably seeing the whole of the game in uh, in three dimensions as a hologram. Probably in here in with us right now. Yeah, he probably is. He's They're fishing, basically, Johnny. That's yeah, no, it's a complete on. fishing story. Yeah. It's Journalistic yeah. spin. Yeah, yeah. completely. Well, we've told it. No more spin. The ball has stopped. You've cracked it. But I felt I was intrigued by the fact that uh, that Bruce Buck was was compelled to compelled. say something. Exactly. I'd, maybe he was, or maybe it was just the right time, in the right place, because they were doing that uh, event, weren't they, about yeah. anti-Semitism? Yeah. So he would have been available to journalists. And you know, Bruce is a, a fairly lugubrious guy. I, I quite like Bruce actually. All my dealings with him have been pretty pleasant. He's he's pretty straight shooter. So I, and he's quite a respectful bloke, and if a journalist asks him a question that he feels he can answer, then he will. So, so the journalist would have been straight up saying, uh, "Has he lost interest? Is he yeah. selling the club?" And he'll just go, "No." But the the similarly bizarrely, the uh, the same source for mm. me, my Chelsea source, mm. uh, source said to me, "Is he a um, sourcier?" Eh? Uh, 
No. no. Same um, sauce as the prawns. Yeah, yeah. So yes, well, God, this is good. Yeah. Now, that would be coronation, wouldn't it? And, uh, <laughs> and I don't think they, they don't think they make they put Heinz with uh, tomato ketchup, do they? The, the Heinz salad cream, because that's what it is, isn't it? And then they don't do that. But he. Um, he said, yeah, the, the, he'd, he'd sell it for $3.5 billion. Yeah, this we know. He said, which we know, but there's nobody going to come in for $3.5 billion. Not even a certain Mr. Jim Ratcliffe. Well, I think he came in with 2.1. So I think Significantly he's, under. Yeah, yeah. And also they didn't want to anyway at the time. I just think the very fact that he pulled the plug on the, on the ground made everybody then just said, well, he's going to sell up, isn't he, immediately. When in actual fact, the, the, it's interesting to see the consequence of the Spurs, the, the, uh, the, the media... Um, um, What's the word one can use? Festival of, of joy of Spurs' uh, um, new ground might mean that perhaps he's been stirred into some kind of action. You never, we don't know, do we? Well, we, no, because, of course, he gives so many interviews to the press oh, where he reveals his inner thoughts. Inner thoughts, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we don't know. One man who well, might is Don he might Fyfield. Know. He might know. He is the, London, on. He is, oh, is the London football correspondent worthy. for The oh, Guardian. Don. We're not worthy. We're not. But we will be talking to him in just a moment. Oh, don't good. go anywhere. This is Love Sport. You are listening to the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You with me, Johnny Burrow and Stanford Chidge and Jonathan Kidd of the Chelsea Fancast. And I'm delighted to say we're also joined on the line by Dom Fifield, the wonderful Dom Fifield, who is London football correspondent at The Guardian. Evening, Dom. Thanks ever so much for joining us. Good to see Pleasure. both hudson Adoy and Loftus-Cheek featuring for Chelsea. It was, wasn't it? It'd be interesting to see whether they both play on Monday. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Positivity, Dom, is our key word today. Thanks, Dom. <laughs> I'm off. Bye. Um, yeah, it was. Look, it was great. It was a. It was a breath of fresh air. I mean, on the on the on the one hand, it was it was a completely simple PR exercise, which was guaranteed to win people over after poison at Cardiff. Um, on the other, I think I don't think Sari selected them for that reason. He needed he needed extra energy. Um, a bit more aggression in midfield from Loftus Cheek, um, and some invention and you know propulsion basically on the wings from from Hudson Odoi, and it he just worked a treat. I thought I thought Brighton were pretty average. Um, didn't really have very much ambition. Didn't really try um, to to hurt Chelsea. But uh, look, just just watching Hudson Odoi run at a a fullback, it, I mean, it gives gives me the same buzz that it does watching Wilfred Zaha run at a fullback for my lot. It's just it is. Uh, He's a great, great player uh, who could, who could be, who could be really, really good if given a proper run of games. And, and hopefully, we'll see him starting either Monday. I suspect probably he's more likely to start Monday than Thursday, um, and we'll probably see Loftus Cheek starting the game in in Prague rather than on Monday, given his his yeah. ongoing back back issues. Is it? Is it not? Um, I mean. We never seem to know. I mean, we all know that they've been managing his back condition, which I think I think mm. is sciatica, from what somebody told me. But anyway, it's, which is nasty, and I, I feel for him. But I, I, they are trying to manage it quite well. But uh, you know, is is there any kind of sense that? I mean, is this an ongoing condition, Dom, or, or is this something that he can get over fairly quickly? As in, you know, within a year, maybe. Sari's been quite optimistic in terms of the the club medical staff finding a solution for it. But I get the impression that it's been going on since his youth. Yeah. Um, and I mean, at the moment, I'm sorry, there was a, a blunt admission today that he's just not got 90 minutes in him. Yeah. So he can't, if you look at it, actually, he does always come off in games. Yeah. Um, he came. Oh, oh we've lost have him. we lost Dom? We'll try and get Dom yeah, back. He's, he's at, uh, he's at, uh, oh, you're, oh there. you're still there. You're back. <laughs> sorry, Dom. Go on. Yeah. So I can't see, I mean, I can't see him playing twice in, in three or four days. 
Um, so he's more likely to get a rest this weekend, I would imagine, and then play probably play Thursday. He might mm. he'll, he'll, he'll presumably be on the bench on on Monday just in case yeah. they need someone to come on. But look, it's a, it's an issue. But I, I, just looking at, at Ruben and how how big and strong he is, he looks like somebody that's his body's maybe grown a bit too quickly for him. Yeah. Um, and, and there's just been associated problems with that. He had, he's had injuries throughout his career and there's always been the back problems. I mean, he does yoga now. I know that that's meant to, to make it slightly better, but it clearly isn't solved. I thought he had uh, a problem with his going. vertebrae, actually. It was a, 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 oh, yeah. a, a tr- thing. That's what I was uh, Yoga will be good for that. Yeah, very uh, good. Dom, one of the other things that was, was raised there, I'm going to con- conflate about three things, really, because... Uh, I know they talked about you know the Spurs stadium being built and was it a disadvantage for Chelsea? But of course, Sarri kind of answered that. And I, I, well, it's interesting, you know, in a sense, he's played into the supporters' hands on Wednesday by picking Hudson Odoi and uh, Loftus Cheek. And I, and I, I, I'm maybe I'm an old cynic, but uh, do tell me if I am. But I thought the way he answered that was quite interesting because that would have played into the supporters' hands by saying he loves the ground. You know, it's really close to the pitch, and he was quite positive about. Uh, the atmosphere there and the fans. And you know, when you consider, I mean, I, I read your piece after the Cardiff match, which was superb. And I think it absolutely, you know, got a real sense of how how toxic it was in the away end, quite frankly. So do you think he's making an effort to appease the fans? I don't think he's got it in him to do yeah. that, if I'm honest. I, I, I don't think he cares one way or the other <laughs> how enough. he's perceived. <laughs> he certainly doesn't care how he's perceived by us as media. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, he, he'll want to keep the fans on side, and he doesn't. He admitted he doesn't like hearing the chants that, that rain down on him um, at Cardiff against Manchester United as well. Um, yeah, that, that that does hurt him, but he's you know, he's a bloke who's he's, he's had a real job. But it, um, he's, he's been out there in the real world, and he, he, he's quite I, quite. I find it quite refreshing actually his attitude to it. It's you know he he wants football to be fun. He'll do his best to make it fun. Um, if people don't go along with that, then I imagine he'll, he'll move yeah. on. Look at his career. He's, he's yeah. never stayed anywhere very it's, long, has he? Dom, it's the um, beauty of age, mate. I, I take, take it from one who knows. You just <laughs> well, don't, give, him, don't, that, don't give a he? damn anymore, I'll tell you, when you get to a certain <laughs> But he's also he's so focused on his notes, that. isn't he, that he, he doesn't oh. actually be paying attention to anything else. I have to say that... that <laughs> An image, it, I don't know if you saw David Squad's cartoon in, in the week in the yes, Guardian there's yes. an image of uh, Sari peering into his notebook there while uh, Neil Warnock goes up on <laughs> but he seemed, he seemed bemused by Warnock having a go at him at the, a go, at the end of the game because I think he was just going up for commiserations you know Warnock's wonderful I love Warnock I really do I know Chidge doesn't I love him because he's like an he's like a comedy <laughs> comedy character isn't he that that business we'll never see it again like of, like of, of a, a man standing in the penalty area gazing yeah. at the uh, gazing <laughs> not on sorry, in the, in the centre circle yeah, gazing at the referees while saying out nothing. Spaghetti Western music. Oh, it was know. completely <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> it was wonderful. Just want to ask you a question, Dom. I, I, when when Adoy and uh, Loftus Cheek play, I don't see any Sarismo at all, and uh, they all just seem to run with the ball really well. And uh, uh, and you suddenly think, but what's happened to what's happened to Sarismo? What's happened to the little triangles? And then somebody showed well, a thing on tweet on Twitter where there was in fact a, a wonderful little triangle being played, and somebody and a centre from uh, Aspilaqueta. You thought, oh well, it's there in bits. But surely the whole idea of individuals running with the ball and taking people on is not what he. He, he, he likes, because every time it seems to happen, he starts writing copious notes. I'm wondering whether he's writing, don't do this. What on <laughs> earth are you doing? What on earth are you doing? Getting into the penalty area and having a shot and scoring. Oh, How my dare God. You? How dare you? That goes against <laughs> my plan. But no, because it was completely different on, uh, 
on Wednesday, other than, of course, the odd fan who's absolutely against Jorginho, who just who will not accept the fact that, yeah, he, yeah, that he had yeah. a decent game on Wednesday. I thought he was uh, he was uh, he was back to his best, really. So uh, I, 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 he said that he said that he picked Hudson Odoi specifically with Brighton in mind because because he knew that they would sit deep and 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 quite narrow yeah. and in midfield so he would be able to isolate a fullback and that's exactly what he did in fact he isolated everybody that played on the left uh, whether that was Bong, Knockhart or, or March he, he he made a fool of all of them um, and so there was a specific tactic involved in that right, and look right. to be honest he, a lot of teams will come to Stanford Bridge and do exactly that so th- th- there's, there's reason enough to, to pick him for, on that basis alone I, I don't see anything at the moment that is resembles what he would like Sorry, ball. Yes, to be. To be. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just, don't, I, and maybe that's as close as we'll ever get to him being pragmatic and and conceding that he doesn't have the players to do it, and therefore he has to find another way of playing. But I think at the moment he's just he's looking at individual duels out on the pitch and seeing who could hurt who, um, and if he can play Hudson Odoi and, and uh, to, to hurt a fullback, and he can play his cheek to, to add more energy to midfield, and, and look, and when he when he run when he runs at people, they bounce off him. And yes. there've been a couple of the times with with Chelsea where that's where that's happened, and it's it's, it's brilliant. I think possibly illegally. Watch, I think he has one move <laughs> that you think he's just shoved his shoved his buttock into the bloke's side, but he's got away with it. Look, he's so strong though. He's, he's yeah, just, yeah, he's yeah. Just a man yeah, he is. He he is. I thought buttock to shoulder was always allowed. As long as, long as there's a shoulder involved, it's all right, Dom. What it's... are you doing in your private life, mate? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Saturday night, not Friday, Dom. On Fridays, I'm working. Uh, it's been lovely talking to you, Dom Firefield. Thank you, Dom. Wonderful, Fantastic as, as always. ever. London football correspondent from The Guardian. Now, if you are a long-time listener of the Chelsea Fan Show, as you all should be because it is the best thing on radio, you will know that a couple of weeks ago we had a certain Mr. Kerry Dixon join us in the studio. And I'm delighted to say that you have an opportunity not only to hear his dulcet turns, tones rather but to win a signed Chelsea shirt from 1984 signed by Kerry all you've got to do is go to Love Sport Radio on Twitter at Love Sport Radio the competition is there as the pinned tweet at the top of the profile just retweet that tweet make sure you followed at Love Sport Radio and that shirt could be yours coming up we'll talk Brighton this is Love Sport you are listening to the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. And as ever, we want to hear from you. That number to get in touch is 0208 70 20 558. If you want to talk Abramovich, if you want to talk Sarri, hudson Adoy, whatever is getting your goat, it's 0208 70 20 558 or at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. But first of all, horses. And I've got a little trick to play on my dear friends Jonathan Kidd and Stamford Chidge from the Chelsea Fancast because we've got a Love Sport sweepstake. It's coming up. The Grand National is coming up and we have all selected a horse for a bit of fun. uh, You know what they say though, Johnny, don't you? What do they say? Well, when the fun stops, stop. Yeah, no, we're not doing it for money. It's just to laugh, but I'm afraid... Oh, I wasn't talking about betting, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're back to my Saturday night very, so very to my quickly. my wife the other night. Yeah. <laughs> Apart uh, from that. You have to draw information. one. <laughs> I drew, you'll be delighted to hear. This just shows that it isn't rigged. I got just a par who is decidedly below par 80 to 1 was described as having not run a race in two years and being past his best which is effectively the same description of our program controller who is attempting the marathon in the summer and just to prove that it might be fixed uh, steve himself is currently got a horse who is 
12 to 1. He drew Annabelle Fly. But across the shows, we've got some wonderful stuff. Patrick Christie's, who's now presenting Drive with Richard Lee, got Ballyoptic, 33 to 1. Various other people in the mix there. Not least, Comedy Breakfast presenter Ian Stone got Jury Duty, 18 to 1. And it is now your brave opportunities, gentlemen. To draw a horse. Pick a number, any number. Pick a number, pick a card, any number. Pick a card, any card. This is the national, is it? This is the national. It's like, uh, I, I, there are no hot ones in there. They're supposed to be hot balls, mate. That's how you <laughs> rig draws. No, only cold I've balls. Got, I've got a fetlock, by the looks of it. Is that a fetlock, Jonathan? Ooh, yes, you have. You've got a, a black bit, fetlock. Bit of a horse. Rather, yeah. rather attractive, actually. Yeah. Better, oh, better shape than my knees. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's have some names, odds. Uh, uh, Mine says uh, a great uh, sporting. Ach- oh, it's the back. Oh dear! I don't know. This sounds quite sinister. <laughs> Who have you got? I've got up for review. Up for, up review. for we're, review. We're on VAR. Yeah, maybe forty to one. Danny Mullins, the jockey, trainer Willie Mullins. So he's a good trainer. Willie that Mullins. was the worst bit about my horse. Can I, can I read what it says here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, if I can read that writing, it's that small. Has always looked the type to pick up a nice race. Was travelling well at Cheltenham until a big blunder cost him any chance that has to be a worry here mm, <gasps> ominous so he'll fall at the first then mine doesn't even have a jockey it's no? jockey tbc my horse oh, really? is that bad God. jonathan <laughs> tbc <laughs> call yourself that um uh, well i've mind uh, it's a horse called joe farrell and the jockey is a wedge and uh, i don't know that's criticism of the jockey but the tailor <laughs> is r curtis uh, the trainer and last year's scots grand national winner he has had an interrupted campaign after an early setback, but was much improved on his belated reappearance. And he's 14 to 1. 14 with yeah. an N. Wow, Jonathan Kidd is in the mix. I think I'm, I'm you know, he seems like a, a, a dark horse to me. A dark horse. Yeah. I'm, I've heard he's actually more dappled. Oh, what is he? He's got um, kind of quarters uh, for, for colours. Oh, lovely. Yeah, it's quite nice. Well, for an update on our sweepstake, you'll have to join Richard Lee on our weekend breakfast tomorrow morning. He's drawn Ultra Gold, who's 50 to 1. So, not the best for Richard Lee. Jonathan Kidd actually has the second most highly tipped horse you, so yeah. far drawn. So, so he's very much in mine, the mine, mix. Mine's basically one step away from the glue factory, by the looks of it. <laughs> mine, mine so I think, could, owns the glue factory. It could be another Fain Arvin. Remember the one Do you that know won, what? Do you remember everybody not, fell over. Do you remember the Gold Cup? you won't because it was like years ago i'm talking 30 years ago norton's coin won it 100 to 1 right yeah one of the biggest outsiders that's ever won a big big race yeah. i had a dream that this weird horse that i'd never heard of called norton's coin was <gasps> going to win the gold cup <gasps> and i was convinced this horse was going to win anyway i went out the night the night before got absolutely hammered forgot all about yeah, it yeah didn't put a bet on I was going to put a tenner on it. Oh, my God. Yeah. What could have been? What a horrible story. I, I am the walking embodiment of that what? Hamlet advert. A horrible. Yeah, that's what it should have been, yeah. I did one of those, actually. Really? Yeah, yeah, I voiced one. Why am I not surprised? I voiced one with the um, the fluorescent condoms. Okay. Do you remember that As one? you do, yeah. yeah. You not really. You know you don't. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> fluorescent condom actually could be a name of a horse it running could. in the Grand Very I, handy, I, too, I'd, you know. I'd like it to See be. See in the dark. Indeed, you know, exactly. That's what you need, well, you never, you, you never, you, You've lost all sensation in it. You might as well have a look at it. Well, indeed. I think we should move on, Jonathan. <laughs> I'm just scarred. I mean, there, there are sentences one expects no, to hear when you're going that. on the radio to talk about Chelsea. <laughs> Not really that. Uh, which actually makes what I've got written on my running order rather more ominous. Because there we go. Happy days are here again, <laughs> are they? What does he mean? Well, no, because I was thinking of uh, Wednesday. Um, I, I, I was telling Johnny this before you turned up, but uh, I really enjoyed it, actually. And I, for one reason or another, I mean, it's really ironic, actually, in this year when 
so many people are, are not going. And I mean, I actually looked on the ticket exchange before I came today. There's 750 tickets going off the, going for the West Ham match and about 1,400 for the Burnley. I mean, I know they've been moved to Monday and I know that it's Easter Monday. But we know that there's also a, a real sense of apathy at the moment. I've missed more games this season home. I haven't even done away this season. I usually get a few in. Yeah, but that's because of your work. Exactly. I've been busy. So I, was ch- I, I wasn't going to go on Wednesday, as yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just woke up on Wednesday morning and I thought, no, no, I'm going to go to the football tonight. So I bunked out of work early, basically, and drove up, saw the lads in the cock pub and uh, had a lovely time, a few I let, pints. I let Yannick down. I said I'd be there. I, no, but, but you, you've got stuff to do. So don't worry. I saw Yannick. He bought me a pint. Really nice to see him. Had a lovely chat. The game was great fun. We won. So that's lovely. But two superb goals from Eden Hazard and, and Loftus-Cheek's goal. I, I, mean, thought, that, I thought the first goal was great. Well, well um, yeah, okay, it was actually, to be fair. Because you just studied the balls in the net. You I thought, know. what's happened there? It was Giroud, wasn't it, yeah. from uh, that Hudson-Odoi cross? That was a, a typical Giroud goal, actually. And a typical cause... Hudson-Odoi cross, actually. Yeah, yeah. He's really good at getting that yeah. ball. See, the trick is, yeah. he gets the ball in quickly. Yes. That's always been yes. the key to a good cross, you know. Yes. Well, suddenly you've finally got a winger there who gets the yeah. ball in, as opposed to having yeah, to rely on Azpilicueta, or Pedro's never in that position. And just wait half an hour while William and Pedro have to pass to each but he's other, almost uh, he's almost a very old-fashioned winner. He is, I think Adore, he is, isn't he? And Direct. He gets these those looping centres that go yeah. to the far post, and they're always fading away from the goalkeeper slightly. And yeah. he's uh, and it's the it's the taking the guy on. You yeah. suddenly think, well, well this That's is like a, Don was saying that. Matthews, it's what we like you know. to see. Yeah. We, I mean, it's not football is a very simple game, Johnny. Why do you, some managers who you know eaten a book on tactics have to try and complicate it? Well, if he eats fags, he might as well eat books on tactics. Well, uh, I, I just uh, <laughs> better for him. Talk about um, the, his what Dom was it's kind saying. of his equivalent what, of vape, isn't it? Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what what Dominic was saying. The the to an extent, there the, it's it's. In fact, it's what I was saying. Why talk about him saying it? It was. It's. You don't know what you're saying. No, really, I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, who am I? Where am I? What am I doing? Um, why am I wearing these trousers? Um, it, it's um, it's ridiculous that suddenly. Uh, they're running with the ball and they're not doing what he wants. As Dom said, it, was, it wasn't Cerismo at all. But there are little pockets of it. And I have to say, it was, it was difficult to make an assessment of it because it was like watching Brighton reserves and they were so keeping themselves um, mm. back for the semi-final. I felt, in fact, after the goal, we suddenly got great energy, yeah, which we, we hadn't did. had before. I don't, think they, were, I don't think they were... I mean, look, I, it's really hard, isn't it? Because uh, I feel really split between... You know, saying, yeah, it was great, it was fantastic, but, you know, we, we spent so many weeks... I mean, Dom's article that we were talking about a minute ago was, was heavy with kind of papering over the cracks, papering yeah, over yeah, the cracks. Yeah, yeah. And we know that that's the case. And, and, you know, if one was to be even-handed, one would say, well, Brighton were really poor, had half an eye on the FA Cup semi-final this weekend, never really came to, to threaten Chelsea, yeah. you know. So it wasn't the hardest test for Chelsea, but, hey... The roof nearly came off when Loftus-Cheek scored well, that no, goal. But, but that's what it's all no, about. No, but also the whole rhythm of the game changed after the yeah. Giroud goal. Because yeah, the, ball, the ball yeah. started being passed more quickly. Yeah. This has always been my thing. You, it doesn't really matter what scheme yeah, teams and tactic are you've got. If, you know, but if, you're, if you go up a notch, if you think, yeah. actually, this game is really important for us, we must, we must yeah, but push Jonathan, it. Yeah, but Jonathan, it's also, look, you know, even Brighton are not mugs. So no, no, te- they're stopping you from playing. Yeah, I know what you know, mean. Yeah, they're going to be really yeah. well organised and yeah. set up tactically. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, football can be a bit like a chess match at times. How are we going to break them down? How can we tease them out? How can we find a gap? So, it, you know, you can't just go completely 100 miles now gung-ho at teams anymore. The game has moved on in that respect. No, but if you, if you watch 
Atletico or Juventus, even though have done in the Champions League mm. recently, the ball is passed at a, a very different pace. Whether that's because for that particular period they want to shock the opposition, they mm. want to stop yeah. the opposition from yeah. playing. So perhaps you do it in bursts. Liverpool yeah. pass the ball very yeah, quickly in bursts, right. but then sit back and say, right, we've done that yeah. for 20 minutes. Yeah. So, you know, it's almost as if that you, you flood them, you do your high energy thing, you score, you know, and you've, you've, you've won. You've taken the sting out of the game or taken the sting out of the opposition. Indeed. High energy is the order of the day on the pitch for Chelsea. It's the order of the day for us here in the studio. And just a reminder that we are giving you the chance to win a signed Kerry Dixon shirt. All you've got to do is go to at Love Sport Radio. It's there as the pin tweet. Retweet that competition. Follow at Love Sport Radio and it could be yours. A lovely Chelsea signed Legends shirt. This is Love Sport. You're listening to the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow, and the Chelsea Fan Cast. And as is traditional, we have a quiz, mm. Mr. Chidge. Well, we do. And of course, I completely forgot because you, you know, you very kindly allowed me to blather on about winning the FBA, you know, the Football Blogging Awards if we can and all of that. And I clean forgot, which is very naughty of me because, yes, we have the same quiz every week. It's the same question, slightly modified depending on who we're playing. So this week, it is. Uh, which players played for both Chelsea and West Ham? Uh, and I found earlier on today loads, actually. I think I found something like 35. 35 or 30. It's, quite, it's quite important I get the right number, really, isn't it? So I shall have a quick look. But uh, I'm sure, it, yeah, 36, in fact. Wow. So 36 players spanning lots of different generations of support. So, Carlton Cole. Yeah, that's, that's a start for 10. The other one, if Mark's listening, no, Dave Besson isn't in that list. <laughs> Dave Besson's played for everyone. I know. He's normally in it. He's, al- he's almost like a banker. Your start for 10 is he's Dave He's a lovely Besson. guy as well. He's a lovely guy. Comes on the station Yeah, so 36 uh, players have played for both Chelsea and West Ham. So. Amazing. Remember, you can get in touch with your answers. That number is 0208 70 20 558 or at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. And talking of calls and into the Chelsea show... Fan call. And at Chelsea Fan And at Chelsea Fan I do apologise. Peter Braybrook. That's two. That's two. <laughs> 34 to go, Jonathan. 34 to go. Maybe our caller on the line will be able to offer a couple. Rookie is calling all the way from Canada. Hi, Rookie. Thanks ever so much for your call. What would you like to talk about? Um, basically, I'm just saying that you guys have actually a great show. I wish you guys could do it every day. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Possible. Thank you. Really it's very kind. Thank you. Yeah. And, yeah, I listen to the podcast every now and then. And uh, the thing about being a Chelsea fan is, uh, like, I'm just going to tell you guys my story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So as a kid, I used to support. Yeah, as a kid, I used to support Barcelona and I watch him play every time and stuff. <gasps> oh. when I started, yeah. We forgive yeah, you, Rudy. We forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when I started watching Chelsea and Drogba and Michael Essien, because I was like, I'm having an African background, and I like right. the way they play, and it's like how I play soccer. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I fell in love with Chelsea, and it's like from 2006 on, it's like my life. I get up every morning yeah. to watch Chelsea game every day as much as I can. But this season, it's like I just don't, it felt like I just don't care about it anymore <laughs> because the coach. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's just making life like really. Like, it's just making watching Chelsea really bad. Like, terrible bad. Then I have I actually have a question for you yeah, guys. Yeah, far away, mate. Uh, yeah, you felt like if, uh, if Mauricio Sarri won the Europa League and the Finnish top four, I, personally, I think the club might want to keep him. Mm. But I don't think it's a good idea. What do you guys think? Well, I'll answer first. Jonathan might answer differently. I, I, I'm inclined to agree with you. But I think, you know, either either something's going to work or it's not. And I think... You know, whereas beforehand, 
it's all been it's always been about winning trophies since Roman Abramovich has been here. I think if that if we are going to get a transfer ban, uh, which looks likely, and we are in desperate need of a of a bit of a reboot, really a bit of a factory reset, um, then I I think that becomes less important. And what you need is the the right man to rebuild the club and the right man to manage us through a period where we can't buy new players. And 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 fundamentally, that's why. I think Sarri's not the right man for that. So even if he does get top four and wins the Europa Cup, I, I would still get rid because I just don't really believe that he is the right man to take the club forward. And largely that's because I think to make his kind of football work in the Premier League, he needs to spend big and buy the right kind of players like, like Guardiola did at uh, City. So that's my answer. Um, uh, and I've, I've, over the last few weeks, I've uh, after the dreadful performance at Cardiff in particular, I... Um, uh, I put forward that idea and in fact said possibly that Lampard and Morris, although ages before their time, might be the uh, might be the correct combination just because of the youth of getting, because Morris knows so much about all the youth players. But um, uh, I, I'm seeing possible signs with um, Adoy and uh, Loftus-Cheek being picked that he may in fact be slightly more, um, slightly less um, obstinate than we think he is, Sarri. And uh, he actually made a remark this week about um, trying to get as many as more, more youth in because he mentioned the the possible transfer ban. So, and there were bits, there were aspects of the performance against Brighton that I thought seemed to be a, a big compromise on his theories, which was because uh, um, normally he wouldn't have had a Doy and uh, and Loftus Cheek playing, obviously, because neither of them play within the defensive pattern or play the triangles. Um, but it it, it 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 just seemed to be it, you could you could see the small aspects of Sarismo being played of Saribor being played um, just uh, earlier on in the in the the, the first two thirds of the pitch rather than the final third and the final third we suddenly had this much more dynamic involvement now whether that actually has anything to do with the way he wants to play um, I don't know but, but nonetheless it had great it had great results and he picked a side that actually looked far superior. I mean, of course, he may suddenly not pick any of them for the West Ham game and we may play as, as tediously as we have in the past. But um, uh, if he's willing to compromise, I actually think his theories are top-notch, as has been stated by so many people about what he did for Napoli. I mean, his whole process of Napoli has been has been uh, torn apart by various people I've spoken to and they said, well, it's an easy league and he didn't do much for them. In actual fact, he's a very well-respected coach sure. all over Europe. And... Uh, and I think he's he's struggling to get them, as we've said, to interpret what he wants. But if he can incorporate some of the some of the youth in the summer, and the club decide they're going to keep going with him because, in essence, they think he's doing terribly, he's doing well. As we've said, as you said, if he if he win if he gets fourth finish, fourth place, and wins the Europa League, it's been a, a really successful season. It's then up to them to make a decision. On uh, it won't be about what the supporters think. It won't be about that. It'll be whether they think he is the man to to drive them to drive the club forward. And and I think we might end up with all those things you suggested, except with him in charge. I think he might. They might win the Europa League. They might uh, um, finish fourth, and we'll have him again for the summer. And I think there is the possibility. I'm I, I'm not as down again uh, down at him as I after that performance as I was the week before that he could see us into a uh, a relatively um, successful era, but if he if he incorporates all the youth players, because I think he'll be forced to, um, but it uh, it may need a need a major sea change with him. He just have to say, all right, I'm going to compromise, 
And uh, the fact that he's beginning to compromise in certain certain matches, I think, well, it may it may be a combination of the two. You may see Cerismo in certain parts of the pitch and then people running with the ball. It's also dependent on the summer where the hazard stays and we're getting such mixed messages about that. And I think now Zidane is making a move on him from Madrid. He's actually said he's interested in buying him. He's come out and said it. Well, it's it's looking less and less likely that he'll stay. But um, I think I, I personally think the future's rosy. Actually, I, I'm I'm not as down on him as I'd like him to. Jonathan's succeed. been drinking the Kool Aid, Ruth. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I have been at the Kool Aid. Yeah, <laughs> but, but last week I was out on him to go. This week I'm less inclined. You, you were, you, we kind of pulled you into our camp. You did. You did. You've made a well, break for freedom yes, again. Yes, huh? brother. Somebody said to me when yeah, I said, yeah, "Let's get rid of him." It was, yeah. but it was dreadful, Cardiff. But it wasn't it was. dreadful this week. No, it wasn't. But Bright, uh, Brighton quite possibly were. Yeah. So there you go, Ruki. Well, I hope that answers it. Yeah. Thanks, yeah, Everett. The thing I just oh. have about Lampard is just that, yeah, Lampard, I just don't want him to come back and, like, go back, like, get fired after yeah, a couple of years. Yeah, that's always the problem, isn't legend. it? I just yeah, want him to just, like, yeah, yeah, for him to just be the, like, best and, like, never have to worry about that. And I know Lampard also played for West Ham. Joe Cole did. So uh, Doug Benayoun. Yeah, you've got and those two right. If that's players, the quiz answer, you've just got two. He's smashing it. O- really. Only 34 yeah, to I go, Ben Benayoun played. <laughs> Doing very well, <laughs> Ruki. Thanks ever so much. Thanks so much for your call. Really terrific. Thank you. Excellent. Terrific. All, all the way from Canada. Yeah. And coming up on the Lo- Love Sport Radio Chelsea Fan Show is Loftus Cheek coming of age. This is Love Sport. It's the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow, and Stamford Chidge and Jonathan Kidd of the Chelsea Fan Cast. And did we witness the birth, or rather maturity, of a potential Chelsea stalwart against Brighton? Well, yeah, I mean, I was just talking about it weren't we, in, in, in the break, but I, I was really impressed with Loftus-Cheek on Wednesday. And I mean, OK, yes, I know it was only Brighton and all of that, but what I was really impressed with was the way that he, in the second half particularly, he... He he just stamped his authority and dare I say class on the game. Uh, he really took the game by the scruff of the neck, I thought, and and he looked uh, in in flashes like that player that we've always hoped we'd see. And I mean, Jonathan and I will tell you, we you know we watched uh, Loftus Cheek when he was a youth player, and he always looked. You know that when you play uh, soccer or, or football, even with kids uh, or, or at kids level, there's always like a bigger kid, isn't there? who you can't get the ball off, and he just look, makes the others look like really rubbish and weak, and he looks fantastic. Well, that's what Loftus-Cheek would always look like. Remember, he scored that goal. He, he ran from inside our half all the way up the other end of the pitch and scored. You know, that's what he used to... He dominated... Youth games, you All mean. the levels yeah, that yeah, he's he played did. at. He did, absolutely. And he's looked lost and out of his depth for a lot of his senior Chelsea that career. terrible game he could have got in Villa, yeah. where Mourinho that, kept oh, yeah, him on for, yeah. the, for only one half. But... I thought against Brighton on Wednesday, he, he looked like that player. He, he just suddenly, something happened to him, like a f- switch flicking. And he just rose in stature. And, and I thought he took it to the game with a scruff and that. And he looked, he looked better than everybody else, uh, frankly. And, and that's what I want to see. And I tell you what, if he can keep injury free and he gets a run in this side, I think he could be an absolute Chelsea great. He really could be. That's the if, though, isn't it? That well, running the size. But also, Whilst I wouldn't the use the word injury, stalwart you know. that you used. I think stalwarts are people like Johnny Bumstead. They're yeah. people like yeah. who keep going and they're there. Oh, he's like a, a Mark stalwart. No- Mark Noble. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, he's a stalwart. Actually, I think Noble's a bit better player than stalwart. But isn't that but exactly what Loftus Cheek has been so far? No, in the sense no, that no, no, he no, hasn't he's played not, enough games. No, he's not been been there in the background. Yeah, so he's been a he's been a possible. A stalwart, a stalwart is somebody who's a, a, yeah. a stalwart is a six out of ten player. 
He's going to give you six out of ten every week. He's never going to be four or two. He's never going to be eight or nine. But he'll always be six out of ten. And you need some players like that in a team. Pa- uh, you know, Paolo Ferreira. Ferreira. I mean, Mourinho used to say that. He said he was, he's, a, he's my seven out of ten player. Yeah. You know, you do need players like that. But, you know, you can't say that a lot as cheek. He just hasn't had the chances. He doesn't get the game time. But in terms of getting the game time, then, we've seen that Sarri has been quite dogmatic in terms of who he picks. This performance, as you say, was very good. But do you think it's going to be enough for him to get that run? Uh, who knows? I mean, we, we, we only get what we get from, from the interviews that Sarri does. And, and let's be honest, he's not speaking in his first language. And I think he, he also, I think he's very honest in a way, but I think he's open to misinterpretation. On the other hand, if you just look at what he says, then maybe take it at face value. He was effusive of his praise of Loftus-Cheek in the press conference today. He said he called him the complete player. And I, I think he is the complete player. I mean, if you, you look at, you know, he's, he's, he's a big guy. He's really strong. He can move about. He can beat players. He's got amazing technical ability with both feet. He rolls players. He can shoot. He can head the that ball. That's a great goal. You know, as a midfielder, he is the complete, you know, modern day footballer. What I, think. What I loved was when, Could the, be. when the goal, Could be. when he scored the goal and it was played back on the screen from four angles, yeah, yeah. was the, the ooze from the, from the crowd yeah, every time. Yeah. It went and they went, oh. And then the, yeah. when he finally saw, he actually got it right in the top right hand corner. There was a, oh, from the, everybody. The technique, it was absolutely the technique, excellent. Uh, it was, I mean, I remember very, very years ago, I made a program for Sky and uh, I interviewed would you believe Jermaine Genus uh, about a goal he scored for Newcastle and it was all about technique and we had some stupid song that was going on about technique and I just couldn't resist it and ask him so, so, so tell me about the technique I basically took the, took the mick out of him he's a smart lad he knew it was quite funny but that was all about the technique that shot it was just beautiful he has got such skill he's a very modern footballer and we're always told all the time that a lot of the players that uh, have been coming through the academy Johnny are all two-footed they have incredible technical ability they're very adaptable they can play any system and they've all been you know coached and and developed that way a bit you know like the Ajax kind of way in a sense because that's what Ajax used to to turf out and it would be a great shame if if we lost most of them because we were stuck rigidly to one system can I quote what Sarri said today he was asked whether the transfer ban was going to be a a problem and he said uh uh, not for him. N- no, because I'm really he won't be very, here. very confident in my players. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cruel. It's like he was in the room. Yeah, well, I know. I, I, for I, you, sorry, yeah. the war is over. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> no, because I'm very confident in my players. <laughs> we have a lot of young players <laughs> who are really good in improving. <laughs> if they're able to improve, we'll probably be a better team in the future. Yeah. That's what he said. That's pretty obvious, impro- isn't it? Yeah. So, <laughs> if my no, players get better, no, the no, team yeah, will yeah, be right, better. No, I know, but, but, no, but I want, at least he mentioned it. I think yes. what he meant by that was he's, there are an abundant number. Number? Number? Abundant number. There are, God, I can't do that voice. I'm not allowed to anyway. Um, there are an abundant number of, uh, of people coming in who... Um, I don't think people have been been blowing smoke up their backsides. Mm. I think they are actually decent players. As you say, if the coaching has been sufficient, um, they should all get into the first team. And and more and more, you just think, all right, if the standard of coaching and the, the, the screening of players that they have, every single one of these players, not just be squad players, should end up a star, in which case you don't need to buy these expensive players from around the world. And it, you, you may end up with, um, 
Um, well, the thing to do is, as, we, as no. Joe talked about, is to buy, to have enough money by making the, yeah. well, the well, youth squad this, players. Well, yeah. Monday, yeah, yeah. Is you, is you, well, buy, I, I, you I, can I, then buy yeah. a world-class player for yeah. one position. I mean, Joe and I wrote basically the same article, apart yeah. from mine was a lot shorter. Yeah, it, will, it would be. Joe writes like War yeah. and Peace when he gets his yeah, stuff yeah, published. Yeah. But it was the same point, which is, ideally, you want to balance. And I think where we are as a club now, given that we're not going to compete with the likes of City and United and Real Madrid uh, for, for huge Galactico-type signings, but what you do, you, you know, we still we can still spend two, three hundred million, you know, fairly regularly. We're not completely broke. So what you do is you use a mix of some of the experienced established yeah, players that yeah. you've got who are not too over the hill, who are good enough, who can do the, the six out of tens, if you like. Plus, you've got the best of the best of the youth. You don't have to fill the whole team with 11 youth players. Have four of the best. Yeah. You know, give them the opportunity, and then you fill the possessions that you absolutely need to strengthen with the best players you can buy. Yeah. So for us at the moment, that's absolutely a striker, for example. Yeah. You know, so you fill up the key positions where you're lacking with your bordering on world class or world class talent. And that's what you spend your money on. So it's all doable. If only we had a board who could get that, it'd be fantastic. Or even a director of football. Yeah. There's an article in the Guardian about having. Um, how important a director of football was this morning. Yeah. Do you think that's something that's going to continue in football? I mean, we've seen it on the continent for quite a long time, but <coughs> a bit like a five-at-the-back formation, it seems to just now be in vogue, and everyone's doing yeah. it because a couple of people in English football it. started doing well, it. Well, what Kerry Dixon was saying the other day, he said, what was wrong with four four two? He was quite happy to yeah. play that, and he thought that was easily... Me, me Kerry, and Mike Bassett that. are all of one mind. <laughs> <laughs> but do, do you think that the director of football model actually is going to, would do well, anything I, I for think the it, recruitment? I, think, look, I used to hate the idea of it because I'm a bit old school, and I grew up with managers being complete, you know, what is it, is it factotum? Isn't it? I think it is. No, no, no. A factotum is uh, is um, somebody who'd be your your assistant. Okay, so I would be the factotum yeah. to you, for yeah, example. Yeah, exactly. That's right. <laughs> okay. So no, but I mean they used to be completely despotic. Despotic. Yeah, okay. That's the word. Yeah. Right. They, you know, they used to rule the roost, didn't they? Like Clough and and Ferguson and all yeah, of that. Shankly. Lot. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that's how it should be done. The manager should make all the decisions. But now I realise that's pointless in modern football. You don't have that longevity. Managers are there for maybe three years at the most. So where do you get your continuity in, in terms of developing your football club long term, in terms of the players that you're developing, in terms of the players that you're buying? You know, it's the director of football. The, uh, the argument this morning in the paper was to get somebody who had a knowledge of the t- tradition, culture and uh, fan base of the players to make it all so that somebody who knew how would explain this to new players coming in as well, but also make sure that the, f- the fans were being represented because they were seeped in the club. They were part of the club. Mm. And it seemed to make great sense to me because they were saying that um, Gary Neville should really be the... Uh, um, the, the, for, for Solskjaer, he should be the director of football. He could be his factotum. He could be. <laughs> I don't know. I know it probably be the other way around. Yeah. 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 Who knows? It's a difficult ideological question, of course. Arsenal trying to appoint a new director of football. They're looking at Steve Morrow, apparently, just no, because right. he's already at the club. Don't, be, yeah. don't go anywhere. This is Love Sport. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? 
Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved blue boy's life. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Hello, and welcome back to the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow, and the Chelsea Fancast. That's Stamford Chidge and Jonathan Kidd, and it's the Chelsea Show, but Liverpool are underway away at Southampton in the Premier League, and we will bring, be bringing you updates from that game throughout. So, it was another goal-scoring performance for a certain Mr Olivier Giroud against Brighton. Jonathan, you pointed out that it was really the classic Giroud goal, a darting run in Six-yard box, post. yeah, and a, a wonderful flick. Just a kind of flick, just put his foot to the ball, and it's in the, in the net. We just went, oh, is it, has he scored? Oh, it's gone in. Well, yeah, because it was like <clears throat> completely unexpected with the drive-in, and it was, uh, it was a very typical Giroud goal. And actually, you think, well, um, he's so much more likely to score than the poor unfortunate Gonzalo Higuain who looks like a um, a rather embarrassed, embarrassing um, part man man in his 40s uh, stumbling around in a pair he of... He plays like I would. Of, hang on, I've got my, my <laughs> guy in, in his swimming trunks on a Lido. Oh, That's what he looks like at the moment. Slightly paunchy, paunchy bloke yeah, yeah. and it with his hair his hair falling yeah. out and it's he's looking it's a, a shadow of informer very very he's yeah. not the infernal i keep saying this each week he's not the infernal goal machine that uh, no. that sari played uh, played with well he's in, gone to seed in, mate he's gone to uh, to um yeah, there's a pun there somewhere, isn't no. there? No, there isn't. No, there isn't at all. Yeah. He's past his sell-by date. He's mate. not good. Let's put it that way. And and, and um, I'm I'm be quite pleased if the transfer ban means he they can't extend his loan because uh, that really so far has not been good. Having said that, though, I think he he just keeps saying he's not fit enough and hasn't been given enough game time. But he himself, didn't he? Higuain said it's a bit more difficult here than uh, than playing Serie A. Yeah, you know, you know, you know what though. Uh, one thing, I, one thing, the one has to admire about Sarri is he's very, you know, he's very optimistic, isn't he? You know, he's he always believes like, well, no, Higuain, he'll come good. He'll, you know, he'll be all right in the end. You know, but, but from Sarri's point, no, he won't. But but he might be, mightn't he? I mean, one thing we apply to younger players, particularly when okay, they move uh, from abroad. Okay, I can I can I can answer this very quickly because okay. he mentioned it in the presser. And what he did was he compared Higuain to Suarez. He said, well, when Suarez came to Liverpool, you know, he was rubbish for a year. And of course, that's a very good argument. A lot of really great Premier League strikers have been rubbish in their first year. Here's the thing, Maurizio. 
Uh, Luis Suarez was about 23. Most of the strikers that you're talking about were in their early 20s. Higuain is over 30. But he 30... is not going to get better. No, he's not going to get better, but he might adapt. Or quicker. No, or quicker, but he was never about pace. And might he adapt to a style of play? Yeah, I mean... he might become more savvy. Well, <laughs> yeah. or, or more Sarri even or, or more Sarri hey, could he be more Sarri I don't think he could but, but no this he could is the if thing. he ch- chewed a cigarette and okay. <laughs> yeah. the reason why Sarri has so much faith in him is because of course he's done it for Sarri before he did it at Napoli that's just false, 38 false goals. logic mate false logic but it isn't it isn't because I know he's a bit older but 31 is mate, not I'm that old I'm telling you as a psychotherapist there's something wrong with that thinking I really is okay expecting just because something worked in a particular set of circumstances with a particular group of people once why should that immediately transplant I'm, to a completely I, the, different situation with a completely different load of people the, the word immediately is not a word that's being used but I think it, it makes sense that a manager who's got success out of a striker in the past might personally believe that it could work yeah. and it might be interesting You're if wrong, he though. plays him with a doy I think playing anybody with a doy would help a striker. And I mean, this is yeah. the, this is the point that Rude Hullet makes, you know, furiously every time he he has any airtime. Uh, that uh, that you know the problem at Chelsea is that we do not uh, we be, basically we waste strikers because you've got the likes of Hazard, William, and Pedro who aren't interested in strikers. They're interested in running around whizzing around and passing the ball to each other and creating their own chances and scoring. They don't, they're not bothered with strikers. They're, they don't see their role there to, as to supply a striker. So should there not be a striker? Should it be Pedro, no, William I, and, and Hazard? Because what, what's the point of that? I mean, OK, I know you can sit here and go, yeah, 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 but look at Liverpool. They've got three yeah. kind of non-traditional strikers. Yeah. But maybe I'm old. I, I mean, I grew up... I mean, Kerry Dixon was my hero, for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. Why? Yeah, but perhaps you're Because he scored lots of goals and he was just, a striker. Chidge, perhaps you're just out of touch. And you need I to, don't care. I yeah. like how I am. Okay. I'm like Sarri. I'm very comfortable in my own but skin. I'm quite commodity. You don't look no, tramp-like. I've given up the fags. I'm and on the vape. And you vape want to fraud? No, no. no not, mind you, neither is he. I can't afford to be a fraud. I don't really... I've, those those adjectives applied to Sarri just really annoy me. People... Yeah, but I've said this time and time again. I think a lot of the vitriol... Uh, aimed at Sarri, which is quite hateful and personal. I, I actually don't think really, ultimately, it's about him. I think basically he is an easy target because he's visible and I think he, is a, he has become a scapegoat and a lightning rod for a huge amount of frustrations and annoyances. As has a lot Jorginho, of, a lot who is of, almost his yeah. presence on well, the that, field. Yeah, exactly. But it's basically a lot of frustrations and annoyances that supporters have had with the club and football for a long time. But, of course, with Chelsea, the annoying thing is, in a sense, is you can't really articulate how cross you are with the club, particularly when most of the decisions are made by Roman Abramovich. It's a bit like self-harm doing that. So you're not going to. So, oh, I know, let's stick it all on Sarri because he eats fags. You know, boom. Does Roman Roman really exist, do you think? Do you think perhaps that could have been an impersonator who came to the club? Like like I was Monty's double. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he could actually just be... He's just not... Never heard him speak. No. No. Perhaps he doesn't really. Yeah. Do you know what? He's a hologram. Do you know what? I've met him. <gasps> I've heard. I've heard him speak. Oh, you sure it was him though? No. Well, <laughs> he looked like him. Well, okay. you didn't hear him speak though, did you? And he was introduced to me as such. I mean, how, how could somebody <laughs> introduce? Oh, so, so, hello, Chief. This is Roman Abramovich. Uh, no, really. I I've never <laughs> known that. You know. So I mean, how dumb was that? But it happened. Yeah, but you might have been, you know, phased and somehow not recognised him. 
No, no, I knew who it was. Okay. Yeah. Even from a distance, I knew who it oh, was. Oh, God. Okay. So, there you go. so he does speak. He is real. <laughs> We've poo-pooed the suggestions that Mr. Abramovich could be leaving Chelsea, That's but right. the rumours that Aiden Hazard could oh, be on the yeah, way out yeah. are rather strong. Yeah. Do we yeah. think that's going to be a done deal? And yeah. if so, is it now just a case about savouring a wonderful footballer while he's still playing we in have blue? F- five home games. Yeah. Before he's gone. Yeah. And he will go. Um, unless the club decide just to run his contract down, uh, which in view of the uh, transfer ban might be an option, um, just to work out whether it's worth keeping him for another season. You never know. That's, that's the kind of business they might do. Uh, in the same way with Hudson-Odoi, they might do that with a hope to persuading him at um, the end of the year, um, if he gets enough first-team chances, to actually carry on playing for the club. I think that's... Um, distinct possibility that nobody seems to have thought about is you just keep him at the club and then allow him to leave if that's going to help you yeah I mean that you see that this is the trouble at the moment isn't it with Chelsea you know we, until we know one way or another what's happening with this transfer ban it's hard to predict yeah. anything with any certainty because you know the reality is is that the club ultimately have to agree uh with whoever is after any of our players to sell them they can't just go you know, there has the to be there has to be an agreement. Yeah. So the worst case, well, the worst, the best worst case scenario, the worst best case scenario is, is that if the transfer ban does come in, like you said, they just say, well, we're not selling any of you, yeah. and then they just decide to lose any uh, resell any value yeah. on Hazard. But it would solve the problem. It would just mean he was there for the rest of the season. Yeah. Would keep, and you thought you haven't then lost a, a world class no. player. And I, I wonder if that might happen. I'd, I'd be very happy if that happened because I, I did think about this, Johnny, on Wednesday. Uh, you know, I really, I, I cannot tell you how much I enjoyed it on Wednesday. You know, absence has certainly made my heart grow fonder. Plus the fact I'm a bit perverse. So when everybody's really moaning and saying how horrible it is, it kind of, I, it, I, I warm to it. The worse it gets, the more I like going for some reason. So I'm stuck in the 70s and the 80s, man. That's the trouble. But anyway, I, th- I thought Hazard was really, really good on, on Wednesday. His goal was superb. And I did. I sat there and I thought, blimey, there are only four home matches left, not five. There are That's four right, home matches fifth, yeah. Uh, left these could this could be the lo- the last four matches I see Hazard play for Chelsea. That's awful in one way, but like we said earlier on, I think you know wake up people, savor every minute because you might not see a player that good at Chelsea for a long time. Well, I've been saying that about all the players. It's very yeah. easy just to because you only see them for ninety minutes yeah. every week, possibly or every two yeah. weeks. Appreciate what you got. Absolutely you got appreciate it. it. I mean, look I've, how misty eyed we get about some of the old players that we've seen. Oh, you know? I wish I'd sat there looking at Hullet with yeah. more. Yeah, with more. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just accepted the situation. I Mind think. you, he did kind of put a, a restriction zone on you for for you know giving him puppy dog eyes all those years ago. Yeah, but I also <laughs> I attempted to gain access to the pitch by wearing my hullet costume. That's true. Yeah, and your dreadlocks. Yeah, that was it. Don't, that was part of it. Don't think you get yeah. away with that anymore. Uh, time to savour, of course, Aiden Hazard. And we've had a massive goal in the Premier League. Why it haven't was, we got the football it on? Was, it was all Liverpool, eighty-five percent possession, fifteen minutes in. But it's now Southampton one, Liverpool yes! nil. Yes, get in there. A simple flick on Shane Long was there, and he tucked it away in classic Shane Long style. Is that the first goal he scored for two years? <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> Worth the wait, I say. Yeah. Could an upset be on the card? I hope so. You're listening to the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow, and the Chelsea Fan Cast, which is Stamford Chidge and Jonathan Kidd. And we've got a caller on the line. Yannick is getting in touch from Surrey. Yannick, what is it that you'd like to touch on? Is it Sarri? Is it Hudson Adoy? Hazard? What? <laughs> Evening, gents. Hello. Um, or, or none of the uh, above. We, uh, well, I was just listening and I caught. Um, 
I sort of just caught the beginning of uh, Chidge comparing himself to Sorry, which I I didn't quite get the context, but I I appreciated it. I thought it was funny. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm now regretting that, Yannick. Obviously, <laughs> I've, I've recorded and sound. Um, it's now a sound bite. That I'm going to edit into stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a quick one. I mean. I just heard you saying, Chidge, it was a really enjoyable game on Wednesday. It was. Great to see you, by the way, Yannick. Thanks for the pint. Yeah, and you, mate. Absolute pleasure. No, it was a great evening. Um, I was just thinking, um, if this transfer ban does come in um, and we've got issues with strikers, Giroud maybe signs an extra 12 months to be a, maybe a third striker and maybe we bring back Betshwari no, or Abraham. No, but... no, please. Neither. Okay, so, well, this, Neither, Yannick. Do you really think? Okay, so here's, here's I just want to romanticise about this sort of. Um, let, let oh, it's a dream. Picture. It's a dream sequence. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I need, I need some uh, dream sound effects going into the dream. But, um, Is that perfect. what that's, are your dreams like? <laughs> that's, like a, that. that's more of a nightmare. That's my nightmare sound. But um, yeah, so it was a really good feeling. But what what I was everyone was talking about Hudson Adoy and. Um, Loftus cheek, understandably, and they did that poach post-match interview that was really good between them. But also, I was thinking Christensen played, and he he too obviously is an academy product. And I was thinking, oh, you know what? We had a really comprehensive, impressive win. You know, granted the opposition or whatever, but that was like three academy products on the on the pitch starting. And I thought, well, I know he didn't suit the style maybe, but Tammy has been used to just banging in goals in the box. Imagine if he, he's so young still, and I was thinking, imagine if he can get better and come back next season but, and, y- and Yannick, you know, wriggle his way. Yannick, I, I, I agree with you entirely, and I think this is a kind mm. of a point we were making earlier on. I, I think that these, these youngsters, uh, mm. I mean... I mean, Hudson Odoi is clearly just full of confidence. I mean, I know you you are generally confident when you're 18, but mm. you know, basically, the, these guys have been coached to win. They've been winning football tournaments, cups, trophies their entire young career. Exactly. These guys are full yeah. of confidence. Age is no barrier for them. They're not shrinking mm. violets. They're not. I mean, I, again, Sari said. Uh, I thought Sari said some really interesting things in the presser today. And one of the things that uh, he answered uh, a question about. You know how Callum Hudson Odoi is being affected by the racism that he, in, he endured in Montenegro, and he said he's fine. He's a really strong mm. character. He's a great character with yeah. a great personality, and I think all, a lot of these kids are like that. So I would bring Tammy mm. Abraham back like a shot. Why not? So would I. Why and not? You know what? Stick you t- him in if, you he, if he's good the- enough. We'll soon find yeah. out. Well, exactly. And you touched on a couple of things there, Chidge. That, um, I, I spoke to uh, Joe Tweedy on the podcast a little bit about this, about how Chelsea have lacked a little bit of Chelsea-ness, you know, sort of identity. And, and there's the camaraderie, camaraderie between these young lads. And, you know, they, they do have that fearlessness and they're, they're all mates and they've come up through the ranks together. So they've, they've come up and been sort of... Um, They've had the Chelsea, I don't want to say Chelsea DNA, but they've had the Chelsea sort of way, Yannick. The Chelsea way. The Chelsea way. Yeah. They've had it fermented in them. They, you know, they grew up. They grew up in the academy. They saw the players like Lampard and Balak, and you know, they've got that in their veins. They're not like talented Spanish mercenaries coming in to yeah. try and get a big pay. Do you know what I mean? I do, so totally, to that, but, I agree with that. It's but great. J- J- JK, do you, would 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 that sort of theory sway you to get a bit of the Chelsea-ness back in the the eleven? <laughs> he's just woken up be patient he's getting there yeah I'm getting there I'm getting there um, uh, I don't really know I'm so old Yannick that um, I find everything that happens joyous 
Everything. Uh, everything that happens. He with lives Chelsea. every minute like it might be yeah. his last. Yeah, I do. Well I do. Be. Could well be. It's not just Hazard you're savouring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not, I just like everything. I just go. Oh well, that's that. They haven't got that right. But you know, we've won 15 trophies in 15 years, and perhaps it's time for a change. And we'll get the we'll get the we'll get the youth in possibly this time. And yeah, it makes sense because we've got such a great youth set up, and they 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 seem to be hitting and missing with it. But it doesn't um, it doesn't fill me with the the hatred and on on Wednesday there was a bloke behind me who spent uh, the whole of the game having a go at Jorginho when we were 3-0 up he went very quiet because uh, and also Jorginho yeah, got substituted very good as well. but yeah he was good he had, he had a good game yeah and mm. um but he couldn't do anything right and to me to get into that state of mind about it is rather to, mm. to appreciate what to try and work out what the manager is trying to do if it doesn't work well then yeah. you possibly change it i'm i'm mm. Uh, I enjoy the uh, the um, the cycle of the way things come and go, and we've been very advantaged by having an owner so willing to make us competitive. And if we have a bit of a dip, no. I'm not having a problem with it. And I just think it is the right time for uh, for the successful members of the youth sides to come in and uh, mm. and have a go. At, um, I'm, I'm having a strange thing with my microphone here. You hearing me okay? Yeah, yeah. We're um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's going... And uh, so, um, uh, I've forgotten what you asked me. So Tammy Abraham, <laughs> can, he, can he be one of those... One of those can he be... I know you, your, your knee-jerk reaction was to be like, oh, not Chelsea quality, but mate, you know... Oh, no, I I, I, Abraham. I, I think... Oh, no, no, well, I think the dilemma is, is he wasn't very good at Swansea. Um, he, was, yeah. he was good... Uh, uh, he was good in the championship um what was the previous club he played for at uh, bristol city he was very good for them yeah he was very um very good for them but he wasn't memory, he wasn't good at swansea though. and he's looking good at villa but you have just to remember bamford who's now looking better at leeds sure. and i it, whether but, it takes some of them longer because i think bamford mm. will do well in the premier league because he he as i said the other day he looks a bit like the way he plays a bit like kerry dixon but he seems to have matured a bit and flourished a bit and he's getting into very good positions and they're feeding him mm. and he's decent now abraham may score a lot of goals but i'm not seeing anything different from Abraham, because um, I've watched him play for Villa a few times. He, at, from, he's similar to Batshuayi. They're, they're both Tap good. In. They're both good in the six-yard box. They're both good, yeah. but they're not. They're not good enough, I think, for what is required to be top top class. Um, to, to, for us I do to remember be top, you saying something similar about Ruben Loftus Cheek a couple of years ago. Yeah, no, I did, I did, I and I think it's taken mm. him this long. He wasn't, he mm. wasn't, he wasn't making it. He wasn't doing it. But yeah, so well, perhaps, well, but then it might be yeah. two years time. Bamford, it's taken Bamford this long, so it could yeah, be. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really it, sure. You know, so 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 let's see. But at the moment, for me, Abraham isn't isn't the player. But you know, Harry Kane was dreadful wherever he went, and then became yeah, Harry Kane. Long, MBE wasn't, wasn't dreadful everywhere. I've got Millwall coming up, and they say that they he liked was fantastic. Him. They were a big fan of Harry Kane. Or well, they, okay. maybe that's the beauty because he was one of them. Though, wasn't he? Well, I, have I, you guys have you guys just, uh, talked about the Bruce Buck comments at all? We yeah, yeah, we did. We have. Listen yes. to the podcast, and you'll hear it at the beginning. <laughs> yes. And oh, also, God. also the ridiculous thing about the boxes and complaining in the Telegraph. We've solved it, Yannick. We've solved it, Don't Yannick. worry. Thanks ever oh, so good. much. Well, I, look, I look forward to going back and listening to that. Nice one. Thanks, Cheers, thanks, mate. thanks for ringing in, thanks Yannick. For really mate. excellent. Lovely Thank you, mate. to talk to you. Sorry, I didn't see you the other day. I'll see you soon. Yannick, there, getting in touch from Surrey. Coming up here on the Chelsea Fan Show, we'll look back on Cardiff. This is Love Sport. This is Love Sport. 
You are listening to the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow, and Chelsea Fancast. And just a reminder that we're offering you the opportunity to win a Chelsea shirt signed by legendary Chelsea striker Kerry Dixon. All you've got to do is go to at Love Sport Radio on Twitter, retweet the pinned tweet there, and follow at Love Sport Radio, and that signed shirt could be yours. This is a show where we love to hear from you. You can get in touch on 0208 70 20 558. And I'm delighted to say we've got a caller on the line now. Daniel is getting in touch from Sweden. Evening, Daniel. Thanks for your call. Good evening, guys. How are you tonight? All right, mate. How are you? Nice to hear your dulcet tones. Daniel, thank you for the badges. <laughs> Fantastic, mate. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, great. They reached you. I'm, yeah, I'm really yeah. happy to hear that, JK. Thank you for yeah. your Thank you so much. Brilliant. His little face was yeah. radiant when it I had was. it. It's radiant him. now, Chief. He loves he loves getting stuff like that. And thank, yeah, and thank, thank you. you for mine too, Daniel. It's very kind of you. Anyway, what what's your nice question? You the other day, yeah, mate, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Week, yeah. I loved that. I did, I did a little interview with Daniel for uh, the Chelsea uh, Sweden podcast that he does. It was great fun. Anyway, what's your question for Good for uh, me and Jonathan? Yes. Um... I would like to say something in contrary to the bloke that called before. Not not Janik, the, the bloke before. Rookie, you know, Rookie from the, Canada. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, jumping on the bandwagon, you know, to uh, calling for Sarri's head. Uh, I, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. I don't like the bloke in particular. Um, and I think that he's given us a lot of reasons to criticize him this season. Uh, but I don't think he's been that bad as many of you believe. Obviously, um, and that boils down to the fact that I think that a lot of fans has criticised us, uh, the strategy Chelsea has, has had of sacking managers. And in my opinion, um, we've seen a lot of fans blaming the club for this strategy, you know, in terms of long-time strategy, in terms of implementing the youth. Basically, every single problem the club has had has been boiled down to us sacking managers. I know. And now we want another well, manager. Yeah, but Daniel, you, do you know you know why that is? I mean, I, I'm sure I've written or, or spoken about this before, but it's quite bizarre, isn't it? But, you know, this is, I think, down to the influence that, that Roman has had by doing it. So, I'll, I mean, and, you know, and you and I both know, Jonathan does too, that, you know, this, these aren't uh, new fans or kids who are like losing, you know, spitting their dummy out. And wanting the manager side. This is my generation going absolutely ballistic yeah. about it. And I think what's happened is... Not everyone, though. No, no, not right. everybody. You can't generalise. You're absolutely right, Daniel. But the, the reality is, is that I think that we have grown so accustomed to this is what our club does. So we now expect it. So it's almost like, uh, you know, the, well, the, the, it's kind of like the witch hunts in the Middle, middle Ages. You know, maybe <laughs> we've all been eating too much old rye bread or something. I don't know. <laughs> I hope but, you're not advocating throwing yes, sari in a river. Other rye breads are available. <laughs> uh, preferably, preferably the ones that don't make you hallucinate. Sarai. Sarai. Very, oh, very good. good. But you know what I mean, Daniel? I mean, in a sense, it becomes infectious and we all kind of get the madness together. And, you know, because this is not really what we're about. We're usually a very loyal, supportive bunch of supporters and we don't get on the case of the managers that quickly unless we have a really good reason to hate them, like we did Benitez. But I also think, as I said earlier in the show, I think it's a, a conflation of a lot of other stuff going on. And I think that Sarri really has become the scapegoat for a lot of other stuff that we've been grumpy about for a long time with both Chelsea and football. I, yeah. Yes, but, I but, but, you're spot on there. Yeah, but we haven't noticed because we've been too busy winning trophies and getting drunk and enjoying it. That's what's happened. 
But let us not forget that the bloke hasn't had a full preseason. He had two weeks to work with the boys. And, and basically, I think that's a big factor in this to at least embrace in some kind of way before we know we call for him to be sacked. Uh, let him at least you know, end the season on some positive well, it, notes. I believe that we will. If, he, if we finish fourth and win the Europa League, he's sort of done his job, really, hasn't he? So, uh, and it hasn't, In my it, opinion, he has, yes. And it hasn't and therefore been all dire. With that squad that finished so no, the, the, far away from Manchester City last year, I believe, I believe he has. So I think, I the think, least we can do is to evaluate his efforts in the end of the season. I think the That's dilemma is, is there have been, they've been... The difference is this season, there have been five really execrable performances... Um, absolutely Bournemouth, agree with that. Cardiff, uh, even though we beat Cardiff, Man City, um, Man City, Arsenal, and Spurs, and uh, um, and unfortunately, it is that that has caused most people to hate him and call him a fraud. Whereas the fact that we got to the final of the uh, of the League Cup has been completely forgotten. The fact that we started off the season really well has been completely forgotten. It was the the dismal capitulation of those games, particularly the Spurs one, which caused so much furore. And I'm afraid the uh, the Cardiff one it's was, just, was, just was that, really right? the end. I think they're very. It's very I, think, I think they're both but also, true. But, but it's the way that the, the football. It's, no, I was about to man. say it. No, but yeah, yeah, it's the possession football that yeah. people call it. But it isn't possession football. It's having no end product. It, it doesn't matter what it is because I know we could talk the semantics of the fact I know, that I, know. You know, I, I get that and I agree. I agree with you on that. But what what happens is you see it in the stadium. You see them passing sideways, backwards. Yeah, there's no yeah, cutting yeah. thrust. Yeah. There's and no I cutting agree edge. With all that, and and, and, and it, it, you know, it does your head in. I know, but having said that, though, if we hadn't hit the woodwork as much, if, for example, in the Wolves game, um, we'd scored three times as befitted the yeah. superiority, um, he wouldn't have had that problem. And I said Wolves And Wolves that's exactly alone. what I mean when I'm yeah. saying that he's not been all that bad, you know. Uh, we've had a lot of bad fortune with us as well this season, and that's a factor to embrace as well. So, um, I'm, not, I'm not, again, I'm not defending him, and I'm you're being very balanced, Dan, you actually, and I, I love you for it. Well done. <laughs> well, yeah, that's my point, I guess. And uh, well, keep no, well, well done, Daniel. Hi, guys. And, yeah. uh, Great to hear from you. Ring in again. Please ring in again. You're here on Monday, are you? Yeah, 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 I'll yeah. be watching the West Ham. I'm travelling with my daughter, though, okay. so I, I won't be to any pubs. I'll be in the hotel, though, in the hotel. Give us a shout, Daniel. You know where I'll be. Yeah, yeah. All right, mate. Take care. Bye. Good stuff, Daniel. Thanks so much. Lovely to talk to you, Daniel. Calling in all the way from Sweden. If you'd like to get in touch, you don't have to be in Sweden, although we are impressed if you are. Other countries are available. Other countries are available. That number is 0208 70 20 558. You can also go at Chelsea Fancast or at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. And coming up, it's time to turn our attentions to West Ham. This is Love Sport. It's the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio and we're getting to that time in the show where we like to assess the upcoming opposition, see whether they present anything to be worried about and coming up on Monday night it is of course West Ham. I'm delighted to say we're joined on the line by Brian Williams who is a Blowing Bubbles columnist and author of the West Ham bestseller Nearly Reached the Sky. Evening Brian, thanks ever so much for joining us. Are you confident of a game against Chelsea? Well I'm not terrified. Fighting Which, talk. You always I mean, raise your game. Uh, you always you know, raise your game. Uh, we've gone to Stamford Bridge 
not overly confident, but uh, Chelsea have got their problems. I mean, if we play like we did against Everton at uh, the weekend, well, it will be a, a rugby score. I mean, we were shocking. We were absolutely terrible. One of the worst performances I've seen for ages. But uh, it looks like we'll have Anderson back, who was a big miss for us. Nasri may play. Uh, Zabaleta might have a rest, possibly a very long rest in a in a rest home. Uh, and... Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I'm I'm not quaking in my boots, shall we say? Mm. Uh, uh, Brian, are you going to be coming by boat this year, or uh, or, or more conventional mode of transport? I you, I usually go by tank when I'm. Going <laughs> <to>. <laughs> good answer, mate. Good answer. You you make a good, you make an interesting point about uh, you know West Ham's recent form because you see I, I you know I look at West Ham's players and I think blimey, there's some really good players in there. That is a good side. And then you go and, you know, like you said, you lose to Cardiff, for God's sake. I mean, you, sc- you scrape by Huddersfield in a kind of a mental match. Uh, you know, what, what's... Go- I mean, is, is, that, is it just a question of, of, you know, West Ham lacking the consistency that they need to really challenge for the top six? Or, or West, have Ham, be- lack, or have West they- Ham lack consistency yeah. shock. Never well, I know, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but is, is, it, is it inconsistency? Well, clearly it is. Or is it also complacency, Brian? That's the thing. Well, I, I think a lot of fans think that we are on the beach and, yeah. uh, you know, we, we sort of obviously avoided relegation. Um, some of us uh, who rate Pellegrini reckon it's a master plan not to finish seventh because we don't want to start the season uh, in the middle of, uh, middle yeah, of June. Tr- trust or me, mate, he's, he's right. Don't, don't do it. Thursday night, it kills the whole week if you have to go to yeah, we, we, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's no, horrible. We, we've had... We don't do a lot of European football, but when we yeah. do, uh, it doesn't work out terribly well for us in, mm. in latter years. So, I don't know. It's it's very odd. I mean, yes, it's... I mean, what Pellegrini said after the, the Everton game was that basically the, some of the players on the pitch had, had kind of lost faith in his style of football. Wow. And we are playing. It was, I was listening earlier to sort of the Chelsea fans worried about the sort of style of football that Sarri serves up, and I can I can see why we've seen a fair bit of that at the mm. London Stadium uh, over the last couple of years since we've been there. And for example, the Chelsea game um, in September, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of statistics, but Chelsea apparently had 70% of the ball or 72% mm. or something like that, and barely looked like scoring. Yeah, exactly I mean, they had a couple of chances over 90 minutes. We had a couple of equally good chances. I mean, it really is not just about how often you've got the ball, it's what you do with it. Yeah. And Pellegrini does like to go forward. And it's great when it works. It can be, you know, it, it, it can go terribly, terribly wrong at times if you do get caught short and you get caught square at the back. And some of our defending has been woeful. If Chelsea get at us um, down the wings, then, you know, we, we, we look vulnerable. But it's a better style of football. So from a West Ham perspective, we I think we think we're going forward. Mm, excellent stuff. Um, one thing I've noticed, a couple, of, well, a couple of things really. I mean, first of all, the Arnautovic saga, which sounds remarkably uh, like uh, we had with Costa uh, when he was agitating to move to China. And the other player that a lot of people are talking about, of course, is Declan Rice. So I think the questions are really, Brian, I mean, how disruptive has the Arnautovic saga been and how good a player is Declan Rice? Uh, I, I think Arnautovic is, I'm not sure it was disruptive. I mean, you know, we, we, if you want disruptive, Dimitri Payet is, well, you know, is a classic yeah, I'll, I'll grant you that one. <laughs> um, 
I mean, Anatovich has got a massive sulk on, and he can either cheer up or clear off. Um, he, I mean, Brian, he is clearing off, isn't he? He, he effectively yeah, yeah, wants yeah. to go. The fans are booing him. With that in mind, uh, the two names that are being talked about in a big way are Lopez of Celta Vigo and arguably more excitingly, Andrea Bellotti of Torino. Uh, do you see them as realistic targets? And do you think either of them could replace the goals? Well, uh, it, it's... I'm going back to the earlier part of the question. I mean, if West Ham are really going to spend some money uh, this summer, then it would be through the sale of Declan Rice, who will attract, you know, serious dosh. Now, it's their big issue. Do you want to see your very best young emerging players go and bring in the money that you then spend? Uh, personally, I'm a bit of an old romantic and I would like to uh, very much hang on to Declan yeah. Rice for as long as possible. We would be the I... same, Brian. Absolutely spot on, mate. Well, you know, Rice is going to be, I think, become one of the best players uh, this country has produced wow. for a very long time. And, um, it, it, you know, it's it's modern football. We, we, at West Ham, we're used to sort of club legends who stay there for all of their careers or most of their careers. You know, the Billy Bonds, the Trevor Brookings, and before that, the, the Bobby Moores of this world. It, it's difficult when you see mm. young players come up through the system. Fair play, he did spend his very, very early years at Chelsea. I'll concede that, but I mean, he's been with us for, uh, you know, kind of all of his early development, and we brought him through into the Premier League. And it will be painful if he does go. And Artovic, I wouldn't lose a, a wink of sleep um, <laughs> if we can get thirty or forty. But you'd, you'd pay for the taxi, wouldn't you, Brian? I, I probably would. I probably Expensive would, yeah. taxi to China, Brian. <laughs> now get him a slow boat, John. Well, a slow boat. Yeah, I could. I could probably just about afford that on the uh, the royalties of uh, of the book. Um, taxis cost rather more. Even Uber, I don't think I could afford. <laughs> An Uber. He was, he was damaged goods anyway, Natovich, wasn't he? Because he fell out hugely with Hughes at Stoke. It was. Uh, well, he is. I mean, we, we've had quite a good record with damaged goods. Of course, I mean Paolo Di Canio, who is as crazy as a bunch of frogs. Uh, in a in a sack, um, nobody could touch him. He uh, he was fantastic for us. Yeah. You know, we, we've had a bit of a record of, um, of doing good things with uh, crazy people, but uh, I think the love affair with an artist is probably over now. Mm. So, how's it going to go then? I mean, I, I, you, you sound quite confident because you're not worried about going to Chelsea, and I and I think actually with good reason. I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example actually, Brian. Last year. I'm sure it was last year. It might not have been. Hernandez scored two yeah. goals last year. I mean, I, I, was, we knew I was, he was, I was, score. thank you. I was about to say that. Oh, well, I'm sorry. We we think alike. <laughs> Kindly shut up when I'm doing that. No, but I mean, the, I'm only pulling your leg. The only the thing is, I was sitting with a mate, and uh, I'd kind of basically there were a few empty seats for some reason. It seems like coming back to haunt me again. But I kind of move round at half time as you do because I could I could walk round there. Yeah, well, it's because you're in the posh seats, oh, mate. Yeah, but anyway, so I, I sat with Tony, and we were sitting there like a couple of grumpy old men, and Hernandez came on, and I said, he'll score, you know, he'll score, and that's exactly what he did. So he worries me, Brian, in terms of us playing you, but frankly, you know, if we turn up and if we play to the potential that we have, I, I, I would be confident of, of us winning, but, but I know a, West Ham always turn up always against Always raise their game do, every single time against Chelsea. You yeah, can be playing absolutely. dreadfully around it. You will just bring well, your game. Well, my advice to Chelsea would be: don't go three-one up too soon. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> well, that's when we really start playing. You know, just... Brilliant. And it comes back to three-two. Yeah, it's a very well, good point. against Huddersfield. It went to four-three. Yeah, that's I mean, true. We all, it's true. Uh, it that was left that, uh, no, that was bonk. I watched that match. It was bonkers, mate. It's, uh, is Snodgrass playing better because he was? Um, he's had a sort of checkered career. He's been up and down. I was bemused by his. Uh, 
um, is, is not being as good as I thought he was going to be. He seemed to be a really excellent player when he was younger. Well, he, he certainly, if you use that terrible cliche, puts in a shift. I mean, he, yeah. he's, uh, he, he, he does get up and down um, quite what he does when he gets the ball. I mean, we've got a few players like that. I mean, Antonio is... Uh, <laughs> Antonio's fantastic. You really don't know what you're going to get from him. One of the funniest tweets I saw was after the Cardiff game. I don't know whether you saw the shot he uh, he put in, which basically ended up in the, the top corner of the, the top stand. And somebody tweeted about an hour later, uh, we're just on the coach on the way home from Cardiff. Antonio's shot has just landed on the roof. <laughs> and so, yeah, we, we have one or two players. You just don't know quite what you're going to get from them. Yeah. So. <laughs> Lanzini's another good player, I think. He is. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the, the 10 months out is, is taking its toll. He's, he's, yeah. he's going to be a, a while to get back. Mm. Uh, Nasri, in his uh, a few appearances that he's made, looks really impressive. I mean, you know, he is a class footballer. Mm. And he and Anderson link remarkably well so there, there might be a little something boiling there Anderson's a very good player I wonder how he sneaked through because um, uh, United bought Fred didn't they who's not, a, not in, in Anderson's class um, I'm surprised suddenly these uh, Brazilians just seem to appear and uh, you think oh they can't be as good as the others and they are he's a, he's a terrific player Anderson it took Anderson a while to get into the, the Prem I mean I know they say this very often about players who come from abroad and he was he, he struggled in the early games, he and he got he's got better and you know much better. And against Everton, he was a real miss. That was the first game he's not started for us, and we just did not have an out ball. It's it, uh, he really, uh, you know, they sometimes say the best game you've ever played is the one you didn't actually play in, and I think that that was very much the case against Everton. That his absence was was obvious for all to see. Yeah. Brian, it's been lovely speaking to you. If I had to put you on the spot for a final score prediction, what would you go for? Well, I'm old enough to remember the uh, the five all draw at Stamford Bridge <laughs> back in the sixties. So remember that, Jonathan? Uh, I was there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, let's go. Let's go for another five. Five all. all. <laughs> Why don't we all go for five all? I'm loving that. Let's yeah, go and five you all. Could, you could all go there on Brian's oh, tank. Brilliant. Wonderful we stuff, can. Brian. Thanks Cheers, for mate. chatting to us, Brian Williams. There, who's a blowing bubbles columnist and author of West Ham bestseller, <coughs> nearly reached the sky. While we were chatting to Brian, there was a massive goal in the Premier League. It's Liverpool one, Southampton one. <laughs> it was. <laughs> and Chelsea haven't had any fortune from that in the last couple of weeks. Navi Cater making it one one popping up on the end of a cross. It's We've... a tragedy, actually, Johnny. <laughs> it's the a... fate of the civilized world hangs there in the was balance. A man here. with an afro got in the way of the linesman. Yeah. Uh, I've heard. I've heard Tactic... that. It's a tactical afro. You've never heard of that? <laughs> tactical afro. <laughs> clever, clever. We've heard the West Ham view coming up. Let's hear how Chelsea should set up. This. It is the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow, and Chelsea Fancast. We've heard how West Ham will be approaching the game, but from a Sarri point of view, from a Chelsea point of view, what should the plan be? No plan B. There is no plan B. <laughs> there is a plan B, Johnny. Didn't you read the memo? No, I, I've been ignoring Maurizio at all costs. Well, I think he'll um, he'll he'll have a very uh, different view after the uh, the game against Brighton, and he'll pick. Um, uh, Pedro Higuain Alonso he'll Barkley, be back he'll Alonso be back. Yeah. are you excited about Rudiger. that? excited about Alonso uh, yeah, coming yeah. back? Yeah. Um, all those players that yeah. we missed in the last yeah, game definitely. will be back yeah. and Adoy won't get on and, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, and Loftus-Cheek will be injured 
and um, yeah. and he'll bring yeah. Kovacic on for Barkley. Yeah, back back to the good old days. Yeah, yes. sixty-two minutes, Kovacic on for Barkley. Yeah. Happy and it, and days. it'll be nil-nil um, up until that time, and then West Ham will score, and then the dark arts will be applied. Here's and a it'll question: One nil. Here's a question for you. You know, uh, as another brick bat against uh, Signor Sari, do you think he? has singularly underestimated a lot of the Premier League clubs that we played this year. I mean, we never really talked about that after the Cardiff game, but there was a there was a kind of a hint that he does just underestimate some of these teams. He doesn't realise that, you know, the Premier League is the most yeah. competitive league in the world. Yes. And anybody can beat anybody, you know, on their day. If you don't if you're ninety five percent and the others hundred percent, they're gonna beat you. I think he looks at the league table. Yeah. And thinks they're not very good. Well, he's wrong. Long. He's completely wrong. It's not Spain, mate. They will try and, and work something out. That's right. And they can, they'll do a, they'll devise a way of playing against yeah. you. Yeah. The minimum they'll do is stop you from playing. Yeah. yeah. You know. And I mean, I mean, that was the interesting thing about Brighton because once we scored, their only oh. plan had gone to pot, hadn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Which is the interesting. We, but thing. we went up a gear. They went. They got their heads went down as well, and we went up a gear. You know, I've got a couple of interesting stats for you here, Johnny. I mean, on, I, one one I can't find, but I know I read somewhere that. Uh, I think West Ham concede concede a lot of goals from set pieces, so uh, they'll be fine against oh, Chelsea because we we we're rubbish at them. We don't do set pieces. <laughs> I mean, if you look back at the Huddersfield game, they conceded two yeah. of the worst goals yeah, from did. set pieces that you can possibly exactly conceive that. of. But here's here's the other thing. I worked out who our top scorers are. Right now, West Ham. I just picked the first kind of four or five. But Anderson's got nine. Onatovic has got eight. Hernandez has got eight. Antonio's got five. Chelsea's top goal scorers, Hazard 17. Oh, by the way, and 12 assists. Giroud, 11. Pedro, 9. William, 8. Loftus-Cheek, 8. And uh, Morata got eight, 8 as well. So this is what I mean. If we turn up and we play to the level that we are capable of, we are better players in a better team and we should win. Yep. But it's all about how we're set up. And I think, you know, I know Sarri beefs on about the mentality a lot, but that's what I'm talking about. I mean, the mentality. You've got to be at it 100% from the minute. Work, but but minute that's what one. I was saying about the ball being passed quickly. Yeah. It's, it's not necessarily the ball speedily being passed. It's everybody being up for it. So there's no sitting around and playing the ball back and not being focused, which we've, we've done too often. Mm. And it allowed other teams to do that against us mm. and being bullied by it. Arsenal mm. is a perfect example that they were completely all over us. You know, we, we were joking a minute ago about, um, you know, Sarri uh, picking Lonzo, Rudiger and Pedro and William again, that kind of thing. I think the biggest disappointment for me will be if he plays Higuain. Because I think Higuain is just so out of his depth in terms of the... Well, particularly the way that the Giroud is playing as and well. Giroud is, is looking good. Now, I'm... I'm, I can't get my head around this concept that a professional footballer is not able to play, you know, two games in a week. Was that his theory behind? Well, not that's what he's him? always saying. That's why he's always rotating the squad, you know. But I mean, that's surely nonsense. These guys are fit. Can't they? Why can't they play twice in a Giroud, week? Giroud doesn't seem to spend an enormous he doesn't run amount around, of time right? running around. <laughs> God's sake! To say. Thank yeah. you. Come in oh, on top oh, of me. Oh, then. oh, I'm oh, so sorry. Oh, 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 Aren't we sensitive? Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> But I mean, seriously, maybe he's weighed down by his beard. Maybe that's what it is. It is a lovely beard. It's a lovely beard. Of all the things to be weighed down by. I don't know. I think his, his, hair, his haircut is too short. You think too short? Yeah, yeah. Consequently, he looks a bit like an 1840s anthropologist. That slightly worries me. I just me. hit my funny bone and it's not funny. No. It made me no. say something naughty. You're in pain. I am, actually. It hurt. Oh. Um, 
But I would be really upset if Higuain starts, to be honest. Because, he will start, though. Yeah, I know. You know he will. Because and Giroud it, should. He's on, he's on good form. The trouble is, he'll then be substituted, and by the time he's he'll done be, all the other substitutes, it'll, yeah. it'll be too late to bring a doy on. If a doy yeah. is on the bench. Yeah, yes, he will exactly. Be. Crazy. I'm pretty sure he'd be on the bench. He couldn't do I that. I heard a very uh, that there are two great Hudson Adoy chants going on. One of them, yeah, yeah, that was good, wasn't it? The ones to one. like a Buffalo Soldier, but yeah. the better one, the better one is to the Banana Splits. Oi, 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 Hudson Adoy, oi, Hudson Adoy. I like genius. that. I love. I like that. So you got to have simple ones. Mm. That other one's too complicated. Way too long. Yeah. Because well, also, if a chant is very wordy, it can actually be quite hard to yeah. work out what yeah. it's saying. If you didn't write it, you hear it in yeah. the ground and you think, well, what? mind you, that the uh, the Williams song yeah. manages. So, so did mate, so the Fabregas yeah, song. Oh, mate, Waltz invented that, that one. Yeah, didn't that seems uh, Yeah, and the Fabregas one, they were quite wordy. But I mean, I, I used to like a lot of the wordy songs from the old. I mean, you know. I love the old Tommy Baldwin song. It's oh, my, still my favourite. On on. My favourite from the uh, the fifties was uh, "Set Them Alight." Uh, no, 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 Get me on to that in a second. Thanks, thanks, Jim. Oh, sorry, thank you. Thank sorry, you. Have I stolen your yeah, joke? You have then. actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was uh, children. Um, uh, set them alight. Set them alight. We're the ones to set them alight. Chelsea. Yeah, set them alight. It's a real keeper that one. Isn't oh, it? hey, hey, that went on and on. That one. It's better than Non-stop. Diego. 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 And the other one was. Was, um, was when the, the fullback Sillit, one of the Sillit brothers, would just oh, boot, boot the yeah. ball aimlessly down the pitch yeah. to no one, and the and the winger would just belt after it, and a, a bloke in a flat cap in front of me would shout out, "It's more like it, Chelsea!" <laughs> <laughs> and you knew where you were. Those were the stuck days. in 1950s land. Blimey, brilliant stuff. That's where my mother-in-law would have been going. You know, she used to go in the 50s. Bless her. So there you go. I mean, look. This is a tough match, I think, because West Ham look absolutely horrible on paper. They've lost, uh, as Brian was saying. I mean, they've lost to Cardiff. I mean, how, you know, mind you, we nearly lost to Cardiff, so I suppose it's not too bad. But they lost to Cardiff, Everton, and, uh, you know, uh, who else? Oh, no, they did beat Huddersfield, didn't they? 4-3. Um, three, uh, three. Uh, but, you know, that means to me that they're going to turn up and play brilliantly on Monday. It's just the thing that West Ham do. It really annoys me. Well, they are fabulously inconsistent. It was the thing we talked yeah. about on the West Ham show before that Everton game. Mm. We were calling it the inconsistency derby. Because yeah. there these two yeah. teams where they can turn yeah. up and be Absolutely. scintillating or awful. I think Chelsea will get them. Yeah. I, I well, think we should it, do. We should, should be do. okay. But, you know, you do wonder. I mean, the thing is, the trouble at the moment, that it, it, it it's all horribly tantalising. You know, we're what? Uh, we're, we're kind of one point off. Uh, uh, well, I don't know, because my, on, my, on my, my notes, it's separated. Here we go. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, the, we're level with Arsenal on 63 points. Uh, they've got a game in hand, of course, which they're playing on Sunday. So, you know, it's close. We could still get the top four. I think this is the frustrating thing. It's being kind of dangled like a carrot in front of us and makes you believe that we can do it. You know, but we've got to win all the matches. Well, we've really. so far got six points more than we thought we would because we thought we were going to lose to Cardiff when with only ten minutes to go. Yeah. And uh, Brighton, we thought was a banana skin. Yeah. So if we beat West Ham on Monday, then uh, that'll be nine yeah. points out of nine. But so, then we've uh, got Watford away, yeah. Burnley at home. We've got, we got City and Liverpool away. Oh. I mean, you see, here's the thing. Actually, I, I, I've actually got oh oh. oh I thought that was Southampton scoring. <laughs> got very excited there. But I mean, I actually think that we, we'll do a number on Liverpool. You know, I have a real feeling that we will go and poop on their party again. Done it again. before. Yeah, done it before. And I know our players, actually. I think they've got a bit of us in them. They like being a party pooper. They like doing They were so delighted that they stopped Tottenham from winning the league the other year. 
and, Dem- really and Denver Bar. Yeah, when, 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 he could bring yeah. Denver Bar back just for the run. I would. I like Denver Bar. Yeah. He's great, yeah. and he had a good song too. He had a telescopic leg. He didn't did, didn't he? <laughs> but uh, I think they'll do a number on uh, on Liverpool. I really do. I mean, we're the only side to beat them. I think uh, at Anfield this, this year. Yeah. Yeah. That'll play on their minds a bit. And they were very, they were very unlucky, or they were very lucky to draw with us when they played us at Stamford very, Bridge with that last minute. Um, you know, and I don't think they're half as good as people think they are. Goal. You know, I don't know. There's a kind of a weird kind of hold they seem to have on teams at the moment because I don't. Act, I think they're still quite vulnerable at the back, no matter how good uh, Van Dyke is. Anyway, I could rant about how how much I loathe Liverpool for hours, if you like, but I'm not going to. There's a chance for Chelsea, of course, as you say, to spoil their party. One party that we have every week on this show we is do. the quiz. We do, and people have been successful in oh, their guesses. Mate, they have been absolutely. Uh, they've been astonishing. I mean, they've actually pretty much. Uh, I better have a quick check, actually. But the last time I looked, they had answered all of them. Bar. Bar. No, no, they are, they got that right. They got Denver yeah. Bar. Right? Denver Bar was there. I admit, did that, did that deliberately, you know. Yeah, I know you did. Very clever. But uh, they've got them all right. Um, I shall just have a quick whiz through and tell you who's got them all right and who's been uh, played a blinder tonight. Uh, la, 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 la. Oh, goodness me, where have they all gone? Uh, Jimmy McCormack, or at, at my current his Twitter handle, but Jimmy McCormack, he'll know who that is. Eddie McCready, 97.7, also known as Mark, been brilliant. Uh, Nigel Bird has been brilliant. He got loads of uh, ones that I didn't expect him to get. Mike Harvey's got my, my favourite one, or the great Harve. I've known Mike for a, since we've been doing the podcast. He's from the States. He said Frank and a bunch of others. <laughs> yep, he's not wrong. Uh, Rancho Blue, he got a few right. They've all been superb. Would you like was, to know who they are? Was like Ron Greenwood one of them? Nope. He managed them though. Nope. He played for Chelsea. He did. He yes, did play for Chelsea. He did play for Chelsea. He didn't. He didn't play for West Ham. He managed them. Yeah. All right, very, very quickly because there are loads of them. Frank Lampard, Joe Cole, Carlton Cole, Scott Parker, Wayne Bridge, Yossi Benayoun, Jimmy, Gr- Jimmy Greaves. Oh, I was going to get misty eye when I talk about Jimmy Greaves. Uh, Glenn Johnson, Denba Barr, Victor Moses, Tel Banaim, Scott Minto, Ian Pierce. Might have confused people, but didn't. Okay, Craig Fulham as yeah, well. Craig Forrest, I thought might catch people out, but didn't. Pop Robson, quite an easy one. Joe Payne, I thought would be difficult. Nope, they got that. Joe Kirkup, uh, again, same. Ron Tyndall, David Speedy, uh, Demba Barr, John Harley, Clive Allen, Alan Dickens. Yeah, they all got that. John Sissons, they all got. They all got Len Golden. Oh, wow. They even got Eric Rabbit Parsons. Oh, did he play for them as well? He did. And they got George Gatling Gun Hillsden. Oh, wow. All right. Peter Braybrook, which I think everybody I knew said, that. Yeah. Rob Green. Uh, Kevin Hitchcock, Harry Medhurst, the great Harry Medhurst, Frank Nuble, uh, Jerry Payton, another keeper. There's about four or five keepers in here. John Terry, youth player. Yeah. David Webb, they didn't get, though. Or Anthony Barnes. Well, good one. But they did get Declan Rice, which I forgot, but I knew anyway. He was on the books, wasn't he? Yeah, he was on the books. So they've done brilliantly. You've all done very, very well. You have. You've done very well. But no Anthony Barnes or David Webb. You should, you know, almost perfect. He came from Charlton. Barnes and Webby, they didn't get. But everybody else, they did. So well done for playing. Well done for playing indeed. And it's that point in the show where it's our own game. I put you on the spot. I need a score prediction, gents. We're going to get away with that this week. 3-1. Yeah, I'm going 3-1. 3-1 Chelsea. I'm tempted to go 5 all. In spirit of in the spirit of Brian, actually, on, I love that <laughs> Brian and his tank. Yeah. Well, we're going three one. Yeah, I'm three one. We're three, confident, one. Yeah. and we'll see you next week. We will on the Chelsea Look fan show, it, mate. Well done. This is love sport. 
thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.